Connection through conversation. Join self-described conversationalist Stacy Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas that are sometimes informational, sometimes inspirational, and always entertaining on Stacy Connects. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. I'm Stacy Heller and this is Stacy Connects. This show is all about making connections through conversation. It is about asking questions instead of making assumptions. And it is about engaging with the elephant in any room. So I do want to thank you. If you listen to the show live, hey, thanks. I appreciate it. If you listen to the show later via podcast, hey, I appreciate you too. If you have not already subscribed, I would appreciate it if you did that. Um, You know, it's that whole hit the like button, subscribe, leave a comment thing that everybody leaves. Um, You can find this podcast really wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. If you want to call in, call the number 425-373-5527. If you would like to call and leave me a voicemail, give me your thoughts on the show, maybe you have an idea or something that you want me to talk about, you can leave a voicemail for me at 475-999-2726. So my guest today is a good friend of mine, and fun fact, she was actually the first person when this show launched, we're coming up on the third anniversary, when it launched, she was a sponsor. Brenda Morris, welcome to the show. Thank you. It has taken me almost three years to get you like in the building on the show. That's because I've avoided it. <laughs> I was much more comfortable just paying for your sponsorship. I love that about you. The microphone. I do love that about you. However, it was time. And since real estate uh, is what Brenda does and real estate is what I've had on my mind lately, uh, it just made sense to have you on the show finally. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm to be here. So um, we're going to chat a little bit more with Brenda in a bit. But of course, first, I need to have my, uh, I need to talk about my conversations and observations that have happened in the past week. So first of all, I do want to say hi to mom and to all the glorious ladies at Penswood that are listening right now. Hey, gals. Um, So last week when I had therapy, I was joking about... Uh, I was telling her, of course, about my visit home, and naturally I had to talk about my mother, and much to my dismay, I did not have a lot of terrible things to say about my mom. Funny anecdotes? Yes. Like, you know, calling her her Oxycontin when she was taking it with her arm an oxymoron, and funny things like that where she gets the names of things wrong? Absolutely. Lots of funny stories. But grievances and things that were annoying? Not really. And... So I was saying that it's really frustrating because I have all of these things that I have saved, all of these memories, these misdeeds, these things that were said to me that I've held on to really tight. And I've moved from house to house with them. And, you know, they're like card cataloged in the Dewey Decimal System and a nice card catalog box and the whole thing. And I was joking about this with my therapist. And she's like, "Okay, that's it. 
you're going to go and you're going to find a box. Go to like Goodwill or someplace and find a box, like a recipe box, wood, and start writing down all of these things that you're talking about and put them all in there and then just burn it because you're no longer that person. Your mom is no longer that person. Like, let it go. So I took it very seriously and I headed to Value Village, the local thrift store in our community. And naturally, on the way in, I had to look at the furniture and saw this really cool cabinet. I'll post it on my social media so that you can see it. And I was like, this is amazing. And while I was looking at it and contemplating it, these two women were like, oh, my gosh, that piece is so cool. And, you know, I'm thinking, why am I the only one that's thinking about buying it if it's so cool? But then I was like, all right, I got to move on. So I went into the housewares and I found a box, perfect box. And I also found a lamp and I found some glasses and a basket and whatever. Don't worry about it. It's fine. And um, I decided to go back out and look at this cabinet. And I was like, yeah, I need to have that. So I bought the cabinet. And while I was loading it up in the car, this couple walked up and was like, that is the most amazing thing. So, I mean, who doesn't want validation when you buy a recipe box to write down your grievances and you impulse purchase a cabinet? I mean, I'm pulling up the picture to show Brenda so that she can see it. Uh, let's see. Where is it? Um, okay, here it is. Look at how cool that is. Oh, wow. And that is totally you. Right? It's super colorful, mm-hmm. and it's got these really cool lucite handles, and one of the hinges is broken, but I know somebody that can help me with that. Jason! And um, it's just, it's super unique and cool. It was $21. Hello? Had to have it. So uh, the other thing that I almost got while I was there, because really, why not, was a wedding dress. They had two in my size. Because you need another one? Well... So it brings one to the question of when I got married, I my dress was great. I loved it. It was fine. I didn't have that romanticized experience that say yes to the dress is now. It's like the show say yes to the dress is almost like reading a Harlequin romance. It gives you false expectations of what the wedding dress buying experience is going to be like, right? Yeah. And same way that, you know, Harlequins make you feel like some guy is going to come up on a horse and you know, be like, I'm taking you away. So I went shopping with mom. I didn't have a whole bunch of people to go shopping with me. It was just the two of us. And so the whole idea of like bringing your mother-in-law or your friends or I don't have sisters, like it was a kind of a solitary event. And we went to this store and tried on a bunch. And I was like, yep, this one's good. (laughs) And it was fine. I don't know. I, I was most I was most concerned with picking my groom. And I picked well, I might add. You did. Very well. So the rest was all just window dressing. And so then I was looking at these dresses, one of which is a uh it was a um I can't remember the name of it. Some $1600 dress cuz you bet I looked up the dress online because it had the style number inside and it retailed for like $1,600, which is not a lot, by the way, if you watch Say Yes to the Dress. Like these things can be crazy amounts of money, but still not inexpensive. And it was being sold for $99. And then there was another one that was being sold for $44. And I was like, okay, my first dress was totally practical and like very sweet and age appropriate. 
I'm like, maybe I want the one that has the cape train. <laughs> maybe I want the one that's like sleeveless and strapless and beating all the way up the front and all these things. I didn't. I didn't get them. Maybe you and Pete could renew your vows. Maybe we could. And have a big wedding for all of us who didn't get to attend. Oh, I love that. Hmm. Something to think about. Uh, And I'll just keep looking. But, I mean, you never find a wedding dress. Like, I am not, I'm not a small girl. And so to find two wedding dresses, not just one, but two in my size, I was like, okay, this is somebody that either had two looks for their wedding or... They bought them at a thrift store and ultimately decided on one of them or none of them or something. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it just got me thinking about the whole wedding dress thing. So then I had to go and watch a whole bunch of um, episodes of Say Yes to the Dress. And, you know, it got started all over again. Okay. Um, speaking of romance, I watched Pride and Prejudice again. Have you seen that movie? I have not. Wait. What? I know. The Sheltered. one with Kira Knightley. And Matthew McFadden. No. Eric, have you seen it? I have not. What is wrong with you people? (laughs) That movie came out when we were living in Connecticut, so 15 plus years ago. And we had a movie theater in town, and they would play, once it was out of the theaters, like, you know, and it was on, like, month whatever, it was, like, the dollar movie or something, or $5. I saw that movie by myself on a date, like, three weeks in a row. Holy cow. It's smart. I mean, first of all, like the dialogue is smart and witty because it's from the book. So, you know, it's it's very smart. And it's Donald Sutherland and Kira Knightley and Matthew McFadden. And it's just super romantic. And I started watching at 11 o'clock on Sunday night. Like that's how dedicated I am to that movie. Whenever it comes on, that's a movie that I will like sit right back down and watch again. It's super romantic. And it's it's in the UK. Come on, Eric. You like you like green <laughs> rolling hills. You like Ireland. It's like right next door, essentially. All right. I'll I'll, I'll put it on my list. Put but it on the list. May, maybe you would agree with me then that Matthew McFadden should be the next James Bond. Oh. That's something I'm trying to get started. Okay. <laughs> I would be down with that, especially the scene at the end of the movie when he strides across the moor heading towards I doesn't matter don't worry about it just 100% I would be totally into that and they made him look as the movie when the movie started he looked like sullen and washed out like a street rat but then by the end they made him like much more like open and hearty and healthy looking you know movies and by the end you're like oh, okay so, yes, I will sign that petition. I'm down. All right. I'll, I'll bring it in next week. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Stacyism for the week. So, uh, as those of you that listen each week know, my Stacyism is typically something that I have completely white-labeled, taken from someone else, and made it my own. So, this week, I did the same thing. Uh, and it reminds me, I've talked in the past about this idea of if you stare at a fixed point, you're going to go towards it. It's the... The driving lesson that I was given, like, you know, this is why you shouldn't rubberneck, because if you stare at the fixed point, you're going to end up driving towards it and cause another accident. Well, this one is, if you don't change direction, you're going to end up going where you're headed. And I'll say it again, because it's like, 
it's confusing and then it becomes like really obvious. If you don't change direction, you end up going where you're headed. And it's this, this, what I've been thinking of is between my business, my life, you know, what the next stage is for me and my life and Pete and I and our family and my business, like just even the show, all of it, it's like you have to be aware of where you're headed because it needs to be purposeful and not just be a, uh, a backseat driver or a passenger. And so you get to fix the direction of where you're going. Um, and if you don't, then you're going to suddenly arrive and be like, huh, how did I get here? Which, as somebody that deals with ADHD, that happens when I drive anyway. <laughs> but that's a whole other topic. Um, okay. Enough said. Let's take a quick break here. And then when I come back, I'm going to be chatting with Brenda Morris, who is a real estate agent with Compass. And she is, well, she's going to be my real estate agent. So we'll be right back. Do you feel challenged by the thought of getting ready every day? Want to make a great first impression, but don't feel your wardrobe represents who you really are? Does the thought of trying to find great clothing that fits your body and lifestyle have you overwhelmed? Michael Bruce Image Consulting is a premier image consulting company that can help you get your style back on track. Contact them at michaelbruceimageconsulting.com or call them at 425-214-4155 and start that conversation today. Stacy Heller is many things, entertaining yet enlightening. She's a talk show host channeling her inner Fallon. Like Winston Wolf, she's a fixer who gets things done with style. Practical, like Dr. Ruth. Stacy isn't afraid of the uncomfortable when searching for answers. She's your biggest fan and sees your potential before you do. Most of all, Stacy Heller is a synapse who can connect impulses and ideas about your business and yourself into possibility. To connect with Stacy, go to StacyConnects.com. Stacy Connects, it's her superpower. Miss a show on KKNW? Check out 1150KKNW.com for podcasts of many of our programs. That's 1150KKNW.com. We're back. This is Stacy, and you're listening to Stacy Connects. My guest today is my friend Brenda Morris. As I mentioned, Brenda is a real estate agent, although she hasn't always been a real estate agent, which I think is such an interesting thing. For the time that I've known you, we met when the kids were so. We have two kids that overlap. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, you know, school, activities, classroom, that kind of thing. So I've known you for, what, 10, 11? It sounds like Grace was in first grade. Yeah. So she's now out of college and out of grad school. So do the math, people. That's a long time. Long time. And um, you weren't doing this then. So you switched things. Then you retired. Then you decided to do this. And way back before I knew you, you had decided I know what Seattle needs, a juice bar. Like, you're very (laughs) entrepreneurial and you are not risk adverse. Not at all. So, yes, I have always been an entrepreneur. Um, 
the juice bar, that was back in the early 90s when, like, Jamba Juice wasn't a thing. Yeah. It was the, there was the Gravity Bar in Seattle, and that was kind of a destination bar that people, it was more the granola, you know, kind of people who really just wanted their wheatgrass. And for me, juicing had started as a lifestyle. I basically was getting all my nutrition via juice. And I was like, huh, maybe I'll start a juice bar. And um, knew it was not something that people were going to have this destination to go Mm -hmm. to because Mm -hmm. it wasn't Starbucks. And um, so I ended up thinking, well, what about the food court in the Columbia Center? And so when I approached them thinking, hey, I have an idea. They're like, yeah, no, we're not interested in that. And we're thinking more along the lines of if we had any space, we would want a yogurt stand. Mm -hmm. Because at the time, yogurt was very popular. And I'm like, hmm, well, I know. I will put yogurt in my juice bar and we'll do smoothies. And so they created a spot for me in the food court of the Columbia Center right underneath the up escalator and did that. That's crazy. How old were you when you did that? 27, maybe? Like, I think about... Annie is 27. Like, it's amazing to me. You know, I'm like, wow, the risks and the things that you're willing to do when you're that young, because it doesn't occur to you that like, well, it's such a good idea. Why wouldn't you do that? Well, and people would always say, well, aren't you? Because at the time, like my first job out of college was I was working for Allstate Insurance. I was a bodily injury adjuster doing claims for them. And people were like, you are going to quit the stable job and do this something that you have no idea if you will even succeed. And I'm like, what is the worst that could happen? The worst that could happen is that I lose a bunch of money in all of this equipment that I'm buying and starting up a a startup. But I always can go back to Allstate if I need to. Right. I was just like, what's the worst that could happen? And then you switched gears and you went and you worked with a family company, your family company. Correct. So my mom, back in 1969, she came up with this harebrained scheme of what do stores do with their manufacturer coupons? And she approached our local trade well at the time and said, what do you do with these coupons? And they said, oh, such a pain. We have to sort, count, invoice, send them back to the manufacturer. And the only way we get reimbursed for that would be to send them, you know, do all of this work. And my mom's like, I'll do it for you. And so she literally, uh, when I was a kid, you know, five years old, she was at our pool table sorting and counting these manufacturer coupons. And that's how she made her living. That's amazing. And- it reminds me of the Campbell Soup label thing. When I went to uh, procreal school, there was the whole Campbell Soup thing where you would, kids would bring in the labels and you would bunch them together, batch them in groups of 10, and then you would send them into Campbell's and mm-hmm. they would give money for education. Yeah. So it reminds me of the same, but the the tactile process of having to sort everything, that's brilliant. Yeah. And so how, I mean, I don't know how she came up with it, but she kept it going. Um, she ended up just being regional. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she would physically, so like from Tacoma to Bellingham, where basically retailers were her clients. And then in the... 90s when coupons started becoming digitized with Mm -hmm. the barcodes that was beyond what she could grow into right and so I was like let me take it over and so I did and um ended up 
growing it. We went national. So I had retailers that were all across the country and a processing facility in Mexico that those coupons would be processed through. Wow. Okay. So now you are entrepreneurial. You are willing to take risks. You are innovative and forward thinking. And you're good at poising something for growth. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. I really pick them when it comes to my friends. Right. Um, okay. So then you took a break and decided, okay, I think you sold the business, if I recall correctly. I sold that business in 2015. And bought a horse. And bought a horse. <laughs> well, actually, I bought the horse prior to 2015, okay, okay. but yeah. <laughs> so really, you're the one that I should be asking, like, will you be my new daddy and buy me a pony? <laughs> um, however... Not one to rest on her laurels, you got bored fairly quickly. And so then what made you go real estate? So real estate for me was I have always loved real estate. I've always loved looking at houses. I've always known that real estate is a vehicle to gain wealth. Mm -hmm. And so I, I mean, I bought my first condo at age 27, I think, um, just I realized the waste of money that goes into rent versus paying a mortgage. Right, right. So um, I've always just been, I've always loved real estate. I've always loved looking at houses um, and keeping up with those trends. And I decided that I wanted to buy an investment property. That was kind of why I started thinking of at least taking the real estate course and, um, well, Not, you were strategic about where you were going to buy the property. Correct. Yes. So we ended up buying um, a rental property at in Pullman on the mm -hmm. campus, right by the campus of Washington State University. So, Which is where your daughter went. Well, yeah. So at the time, Haley, my older daughter, was a freshman there, and she needed to live somewhere. So instead of paying for housing, we bought the house that she could live in with roommates. And now my younger daughter is there, so it is paid off exponentially. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and so now we can add to the list of things strategic and really thinking about this. And I imagine that you'll hold on to it because it will keep paying for itself Correct. with the housing that kids require, at, you know, in schools. Yes. And, I mean, I hope to be able to pass that on to my girls to have some legacy there. That's so cool. Very cool. Uh and it's, but it's not like an Airbnb where you can be like, so I'd like to use it for alumni weekend. <laughs> like, no. you know, that's a little, that's a little different. Okay. So you decided to make that transition and that requires training. It requires you to, to go back and take courses and do all of this. And you started. I started. And, uh, and you're with Compass. I am. And there are so many different real estate agencies. Growing up, um, my parents were good friends with the person that they uh, bought our house in Princeton from. And he had his own agency. But typically, it was like, you know, Century 21, or now like a Compass or, a, you know, whomever it is. How do you decide what agency you're going to work with? And why? I imagine it's access to resources. I think, well, for Compass, for me, it was the technology. I mean, it is, the technology is amazing. 
it allows me to do my job so much easier and quicker so then I can be spending my time and my resources helping my clients. Yeah, it's changed a lot. I mean, how automated everything is, yes. is incredible. Um, okay, so that's that's an interesting thing. And Compass, speaking of, you know, regional versus national, Compass is a national real estate Yeah, company. they've actually only been in this area. We just celebrated our five-year. Wow. Yeah. So, but they started in New York. Um, and we actually, they're, they're national and international. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what are the things that, um, that you in particular, like when you're working for an agency, like I mentioned my parents, friends, the Paytons, they had Payton Realty. It was all about them because it was their company. So, you know, their mission was their model and so on and so forth. When you're working for an agency like Compass that is quite literally worldwide, how do you create your own identity within that? Well, I think, I mean, first of all, all real estate agents are 1099s. So we are our own business. We have the name behind us that we, you know, network wide. It's, um, you know, I can be hosting an open house here in, let's say, Bellevue. And I can have that open house or that house being shown in New York, for example, or L.A. I mean, we have the network is just very wide and very deep. So um, to kind of set yourself a part of like why choose somebody, I think really it all comes down to relationships, Mm -hmm. who you are. And, you know, people want to work with those they know, like and trust. And so it's it's just being able to we all have our connections and our relationships. Um, well, and clearly you've been in this area. You know, the fact that your mom in 1969 was establishing a business, you've known this area and you have seen the trajectory of growth for yes. a long time. Yeah. I haven't gone far. I grew up in Bellevue and I've not gone far yeah, my well, entire life. Which, I mean... She's traveled, people. It's okay. Yeah. She has a passport. Um, <laughs> but that is something that actually is a huge benefit to your clients then so that, you know, you know different areas. And if people are thinking about moving to a particular area, you know a little bit more the the history of, oh, this was typically this area. And now, you know, this is starting to happen or this is what's going. I mean, that's a huge resource. Yeah. I mean, the clients. growth in this area is just phenomenal. So, yes, I do know it very well. And then the other thing, and, you know, you're not great at tooting your horn, so I'll toot it for you. Uh, One of the things that I love about what you do, um, you are a breast cancer survivor. And it is October, so breast cancer awareness. And as part of your mission, you are all about giving back. And so you actually, well, you explain what it is that you, now that I've, now that I've brought you into it, yeah. now you have to explain it. So the Pink Daisy, explain so, what that is. Pink Daisy Project is a nonprofit organization that um, a friend of mine, actually I've known her since kindergarten. Wow. She was diagnosed in with breast cancer a year before me. So in 2006, I was 2007. She was kind of my mentor going through the whole process. And she said, um, I remember having lunch with her one time and she's, she was telling me that, you know, when she got done with everything, 
she was going to start a nonprofit to help young women who were going through breast cancer mm-hmm. treatment. Because there are all those, you know, the Susan Comans and, you know, the various ones that do research. This has nothing to do with research. This is strictly getting help to people who need it, who are in the trenches going through treatment. Young women, we were both, she was 40, I was 41 mm-hmm. um, when we were diagnosed. So the parameters behind it is we give out gift cards to either Target or Amazon to women who are under 45, Mm -hmm. who are within three months of treatment, and it's just a little something that they can use to make themselves feel better, to buy something they need. But a lot of what we've been seeing recently is, I mean, people really need it. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, the expenses and, you know, you had your kids, like, you know, in your 40s, you may or may not be, you know, have whatever your family dynamic looks like. Um, but to have something, you know, not everybody has the friends that are doing the meal trains and the this and the that. And so to have some help that can maybe take care of basics or maybe get you a really soft blanket. Exactly. Or whatever it is that you might need that's going to help you. Well, and groceries. I mean, like right now that's been, so it, it was, um, when Debbie first started Pink Daisy Project, it was a lot more complex. I mean, she was trying to figure out, you know, do they need gas? Do they? There was a lot of things that she was offering. Now it's very much streamlined between the Target and the Amazon. Mm-hmm. But between those two resources, they can get whatever they need. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, so, it's one-stop shopping. Yeah. Um, and so you give, when you have a sale or, you know, whatever your yep. share is, you give a portion. Correct. To the Pink Daisy yeah. Project. That's Pardon. amazing. Um, well, and I think that's another thing that can differentiate you, you know, on social media when I know that I'm seeing one of your posts when I see the pink. Like, you are all into that. And without it being, you know, a really cloying, dare I say, or annoying, like, oh, there it is in pink. It's this subtle thing, which happens to look great with your coloring, by the way. Um that works for your brand and that, you know, it's your mission to do this and you're like willing to take those risks. You know the area um, and you want to give back. And so it's so interesting because who you are and what you do and your approach to it is so localized to your experience. And yet it's like um, it makes it so personal then which is such a good thing when working with you, which, um, so, little side story about you. Oh, boy. So when Brenda, uh, well, it's of course it's about me. I mean, let's be honest. When Brenda first started doing this, um, I one day got in my, I don't know, I occasionally I get a bee in my bonnet, and I was looking at houses, and I was, you know, typing in, you know, like, cool modern houses near me. And saw this house in Preston, which is a community that is uh, just north of us. Is that north? Is it east? What is it? East. East. I do not know my <laughs> – I still think that I live, like, in New Jersey. And so, whatever. Um, so, east of us and a little bit more rural. But apparently, tucked back in the woods was this really cool modern house that had, like, a big almost, like, silo-type vibe. And it had um, a faux lawn on the – roof and like just this really cool thing. 
So I texted Brenda and was like, hey, do you want to take me to see this house? And so she was up for it. And so we went and I fell in love with this house. I mean, amazing house, amazing house. And so much so that I told Pete about it. And Pete, God love him. He goes along with my wild hair things and is like, sure, I'll go see it. And we went and we saw it. And you put together an offer for us. Mm-hmm. And they didn't take it, which then like two or three months later, it sold for really not much more than we had offered. I mean, we lowballed, just to be very clear. Um, but they didn't get what they were asking. Well, and, and you were not really in the position to move like on that. I could have I made mean- it happen. <laughs> I would have made it happen if they had said yes, um, which is a good point. So, you know. My point in telling the story is that, you know, you're up for an adventure. Of course. And, you know, I have done that before. Uh, You helped friends of ours, mutual friends, uh, with the recent purchase of their place. And I mentioned it on this show that I'm like, I start to get like FOMO where I'm like, well, I want to move now. And, you know, it's then I'm. Like, I, I've got to find all these places. And what do we do? Where do we find our next place? Um, you know, what should we be looking for? So Pete and I sat down with you and had this conversation about, OK, what's the timing? What does this look like? Let's take a more practical approach to things, which I appreciate because you're willing to go along with the wild hair idea. But you're also like, OK, yeah. <laughs> let's let's, let's come back down. to reality. <laughs> But first of all, I have to say, going on the Heller date night, I mean, that was just I know know, so so exciting for me. I mean, Tuesday night among our friends, it is widely known that on Tuesday nights it is date night. And, you know, we typically go to the same place um, just because it's easy. But that night we decided we were going to do something different. And we invited Brenda and she was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Such an honor. Uh, Well, you know, (laughs) it is so worth it. Um. So, all right, let's take a, actually, let's take a break here because I want to ask you a whole bunch of questions that are more general uh, about real estate trends, myths, that kind of thing. So keep listening to Stacey Connects. My guest today is Brenda Morris with Compass Real Estate. We'll be right back. Have you ever considered working with an image consultant or stylist, but were worried about what the experience would be like? If that sounds like you, then Michael Bruce Image Consulting is here to help. They've worked with thousands of people, and many of those individuals have shared their experiences by way of style stories. Go to michaelbruceimageconsulting.com slash style stories and check out what their delighted clients have to say about their experiences. Stacy Connects, it's not just my business, it's my superpower. Whether you need the right tone and messaging for a new venture, or you've plateaued with your current one, I can help. I connect clients with themselves and their potential. Then I identify unique solutions that translate your brand into messaging that connects your target audience with your business. Go to stacyconnects.com to connect with me and your messaging. Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Welcome back to Stacey Connects. Hey, remember that you can uh, subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. So 
If you don't get a chance to finish watching or listening, rather, to the whole show, no problem. You can listen to it later. Okay, so um, my guest today is Brenda. And before the break, I was talking about how uh, Brenda, as my friend and as somebody who is willing to take a risk, uh, totally went with me on this, like, harebrained, like, let me put an offer in on this random house. Look it up, people. If you type in Copper Castle, Preston, Washington, it's super cool. I mean, super cool. It's like the one that got away. Um, anyway, of course I digress. Um, but then you're like, okay, let's really think about this. And is that something that you recommend doing with people in general? Like usually you don't, on a wild hair moment, decide to sell your house. So what do you recommend people do? Like how soon should you be inviting a real estate agent on date night? Well, <laughs> if it's you and Pete, you can invite me anytime. Great. Um, always available Tuesday nights for you. Um, no, but I think that if you kind of start thinking like, oh, maybe I want to move, mm -hmm. like talk to a realtor at that point just to have them go through your house to give you some ideas of what would make the best return on investment of what needs to be done Got to it. get your house market ready. So instead of doing the, um, you know, I'll use myself as an example, but I think so many of our peers are doing the same thing. Like we're in the same place, right? Where our kids are all launching. And so they're really not going to be coming back. Once upon a time when your kids launched, they married younger and came back sooner with like spouses and kids and grandchildren. And so I think our parents stayed in their houses longer. But now I'm like, None of my kids are even remotely close to that. And so for me to sit in this house that's too big for us for the next 10 years doesn't make sense. Um, and so, you know, I'm like, all right, I need to think about this. In the past, I probably would have thought, let me start doing all the things that I need to do to get the house ready. And then I'll show an agent. However, when we met with you, you were like, no, 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 no. Let's look at what you have before you assume that you need to redo the entire bathroom and spend all this money on it. Let me come in and, as you said, see what's going to be worth. Exactly. Return. I mean, you are going to want to, of course, make it presentable and, you know, it wants to be shown in its best light. But sometimes, you know, redoing a bathroom is not necessarily you know, there could be little things that could be done to modernize it versus completely gutting it and starting over. You can save yourself a lot of time and a lot of money. Just a lot doing, of angst. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I would, you know, when you start getting that idea of, OK, let's see how this is going to work, because you kind of have to work backwards and you have to figure out, you know, where do I want to go and what do I want to go to mm -hmm. and what is it going to take to get this place ready? You know, at that point, when you have the idea, talk to somebody. Right. They can give you some ideas and, you know, maybe it'll take a year before you actually are ready, but at least you know. Right. Now, with your, um, with kind of your, your business, your Brenda Morris piece, right, um, do you have like a sweet spot of people that you like to work with or are you still like, I just love to help people. I'll help anyone. Um, 
I do love to help people. And I do there. This business is so fascinating because no two transactions, and I hate to use that word transaction Mm -hmm. because it really is for me relational, but no two sales are ever the same. You know, you're working with different people. There's different, you know, whether it's a buyer or a seller. I mean, nothing is ever the same. So there's always new. Well, it's a big life transition that you're helping people with. And I feel like, I don't know, somebody that is a breast cancer survivor, like you face something monumental and you come out of it and you gain some perspective. And so then, you know, the idea of what most people would consider a huge life transition, you're like, oh, that's the good stuff. That is the good stuff. I mean, if you are making a choice to move because it is something you want to do, you know, not have to do, that's a whole different story. And that is the fun, the good, for sure. Well, and it's, you know, I... I love getting into that space where it's like, you know, over the years with each house that we've purchased, I've learned the non-negotiables, like must have front hall closet. I'm like, you know, we didn't in one of our houses and I was like, never again. Right. Uh, You know, and just different things that you learn that, you know, well, this one has this. So I'm willing to forego that for it. Um, Okay, I'm going to shoot a whole bunch of questions at you because I just have so many market trends. So, you know, during the pandemic, like people were buying and selling real estate like they were buying and selling puppies. Right. I mean, it was like sourdough bread and uh, Tiger King and real estate. So the unicorn years, as they call it. Yes. So that is a unique time. So trends do real estate trends tend to be regional or are they kind of I'm just going to stay with the United States. Are they like national where it's really tied to what's going on financially? Um, Or is there like, you know, different boons in different parts of the country? Well, I think there definitely are the areas like where we live here Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's always booming. The real estate market here, because we are surrounded by lakes and mountains and there is not the vast amount of land to build, Mm -hmm. we have the housing shortage. And so, you know, the market here has always been pretty good. In other parts of the country, they're still seeing the same, but not on the level that we see here. Okay. Um, But, you know, there's, there's always, they call it the five D's of real estate of why people have to move, mm-hmm. you know, diapers, they've had a new baby, they mm-hmm. need to upsize diamonds, they're getting married, um, diamonds, diapers, divorce, divorce, death, death, and debt. So oh. they no longer can, you know, in foreclosure, you know, if they're in foreclosure. Interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, well, you can add a sixth one, downsizing. Downsizing. Right. Sure. Um, Because that's the space where I am. And so then one of the things that you have been uh, talking with us about as somebody that, you know, knows the area and whatever, like, okay, so we want to downsize. I'm not completely ready to just pull up stakes and move to where our lake house is. Uh, You know, our friends are here. It's not convenient to an airport if we want to go visit kids or kids want to come see us. You know, it's just it's. A lot. And so we've talked about this idea of 
getting uh, buying a condo or an apartment or something like that. Pete's like, I don't want to do maintenance anymore and, you know, whatever it is. And you know the area so well that, you know, I just kept shooting you uh, listings. I'm like, this one's cool. And you're like, I will not let you live there. And that's so helpful because, you know, that that proves your point of it being relational versus transactional because you know me. Right. You know, yes, you're not going to get to know every single client as well as you've known me. Um, but you really, I mean, driving over here for the show today, like you're on the phone and, you know, you're trying to work through some stuff. And for a very short, intense period of time, like you're besties with the people that you're working with because you really, they have to trust you and they've got to like lay it all out on the line. And I mean, it's fascinating. Yeah. it You know, and you're right. I mean, for a very short period of time, we're all in, right? With I'm all in with my clients. They're all in with me. We're working together. We're getting everything done. And I have to tell you, there has been some clients that have been like a referral, so I didn't know them prior mm-hmm. to. And I'm like, oh, you mean I'm not going to be able to talk and see you anymore? Like, you know, I still want to reach out to them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, um, you're just a real estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, you know, for them, like you get super vested. And, you know, there's not the same uh, doctor-patient confidentiality thing. So, you know, you'll tell us some of the fun stories and people that you're working with and, you know, oh, this cute couple's doing this or these people are moving or, you know, whatever it is. And you get so vested in it. You can see that tenacity that allowed a 27-year-old young woman to suddenly decide to set up a smoothie bar at the Columbia Tower. Like, that's crazy. I mean, it's great. It, it serves your clients well. Yeah. I I think because I just really love what I do. And I mean, there's no other way to explain it. Well, because... you're such a deal person. You're like, I got to get a deal. I got to make this happen. Like the detail that you think of, like you are like, you know, there's a loophole where you could do this and then you could try that. Like it's, you got a crazy mind, lady. Sorry. Yep. No, it's good. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. No, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, I wish I would have found this earlier. I mean, I know that everything I've done has led me to this, but it's like I enjoy it so much that I think about, you know, because I'm nearing 60 and it's like, you know, I know I can do this well into my years, but it's like, I don't know. I just wish I would have found this sooner. But I I, I do think it's, you know, all those things that I had mentioned, you know, the fact that, you know, you're local You've been here all these years uh, doing the uh, coupon processing and being a part of the community and knowing what it's like to work with local businesses, the, you know, willing to take risks, the entrepreneurial spirit, like the relationship piece. All of these things that you have done prior have led you to this culmination of like, oh, now it's all tied up with a nice, neat bow. Yep. Um. Okay. Things like uh, what are some myths that, you know, like Pete and I had thought for a while about redoing our bathroom, the primary bathroom, and we have this huge tub space that I'm like, I really feel like I should just put a a top on it and use it as a folding table or something. I was going to say, make another closet. Right. Basically. And, you know, so then we talked about this idea of, you know, oh, we should put in a big rain shower and switch where things are and whatever. At this point, 
we're not going to do that. That's a lot of work. Um, is it like, do you need to have bathtubs in the house anymore? Does anybody take a bath? Like, what's the? So I would say a one bathtub. It doesn't necessarily need to be the primary tub, okay. but having one tub because little, little kids, kids yeah. need to take baths. True. True. Oh, yeah. Little kids. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's that's something that is uh, there's a lot of debate about. Uh, is it true that there is still seasons of when, like, you should sell your house? Or, or like, around here, I know that it's like, oh, my gosh, you could sell it. it we're desperate for inventory. Uh, but generally, is it still true that, like, spring tends to be a big time? I would say Prior to 2020, when the pandemic hit and all bets were off on what real estate was, you know, supposed mm-hmm. to do. Um, yes, spring had always been traditionally the time to list your house, mainly because everything looks pretty. The flowers are bloomed, mm-hmm. you know, the grass is green. Um, now, with inventory shortage, I would say if you're thinking about selling your house, get it on the market. Yeah, interesting. Well, and... You know, I know that a lot of times if you have kids, then you're like, okay, if I put it on in the spring, then by the time I sell my house, we move over the summer and that kind of thing. I will say uh, when we moved uh, from the East Coast to this area, I went and I met with our principal because we could have sold our house later and I could have stayed back on the East Coast with the kids. And I went to the principal and said, hey, thoughts about moving now versus later. And he said, I would move now, even though there's not a lot of time left in school. It means that your kids will have people to hang with in the summer, even if it's a few people, and they'll go into school next year knowing a couple of faces and knowing their way around. It's good advice. It was great advice. So there's some free advice that you get. Um, any other trip uh, tips or tricks for if you're thinking about selling your house? Like, you have already informed me that uh, when we go to put our house in the market, I'm going to have to take some things away. <laughs> I'm going to have to reduce the amount of knickknacks and perhaps art that I have. Perhaps. I mean, I mean, it is it is it, a lot. Declutter and depersonalize. Those are the two, you know, things that they say in real estate, and it really is true. You want to make your house as bland as possible because you want to be able to appeal the masses. And so, you know, that's why they always say go neutral on the wall colors, on the paint, you know, on paint and carpet. So, you know, people want to be able to come in and imagine for for buyers, it's very emotional to Mm -hmm. buy a house. So they want to come in and be able to Feel what it's going to be like right. living there. Like, and oh, they, we'll have family dinners there. Yes. And, yes. Yeah. And they can't do that when you've got all your stuff in there clouding up, you know, like, oh, this family lives here and that's what they look like. And, you know, you just. When you put it like that, it does make a lot of sense because it's like, oh, that's where they clearly like sit and hang out and drink. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, there's the corner where she clearly sits and plays solitaire. And, oh, that's where he obviously watches sports. Like, I mean, we have very specific taste. Uh, but that's I mean, it's good to know that that's still something that is important. I will not be able to go bland, however. Because put yourself in the buyer's shoes. Sure. Right? You're going to walk in and just like, you know, if you walk in and you're looking at a new place, you want to be able to imagine your stuff there, where you will do things. 
Yeah, all right. That's fair. It's fine. And how you're going to make it your own. I don't know how I'm going to unmake it my own is my thing. A can of paint is your friend and possibly a storage unit. Okay, well, yeah, there's <laughs> that. Um, okay, what other tips and uh, tricks? Like anything that people should should know like or be thinking about or I don't know. We only have a couple minutes, but I'm like there's got to be some other things. I think right now the because inventory is still so low, um, there's a lot of people who are in the sub 4% interest rate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now they're nearing 8. Mm-hmm. So nobody really wants to give up that interest rate to get into a higher interest rate. It makes a huge difference in a monthly payment. Oh, yeah. But, you know, if you really need to move or you want to move, if that's, you know, if you want a different kind of lifestyle, you need more space, you need less space, whatever it is, still go for it. You can still, you can refinance down the road. Right. And that's something that people tend to forget. Uh, You know, it's like, okay, a 30-year mortgage and whatever it is. It's like, yes, and you can refi. Like, I mean, we've refied and it makes a huge difference. Yeah. So, I mean, you you may not get back into the 4% rate that, you know, you are in now, but, you know, typically a mortgage rate is six, five, six percent. Totally. Well, and, you know, don't look back. It's not the direction you're going. Right. Um, Okay. If people are interested in learning more about you specifically and want to connect with you, ask you some questions, um, how can they get in touch with you? You can always reach out to me via phone or text. That number is 425-466-2595. My website is Sell by Brenda. It's S-E-L-L and then B-U-Y Brenda.com. See what you did there. See what I did there? Sell by. Okay. And uh, let's see. Instagram, Brenda Morris Real Estate. Facebook, same. Brenda Morris Real Estate. That's easy enough. Yeah. All right. Um, I got another email today that had some condo listings. Did that come from you? That did come from me. Okay. Anything that I'm going to be excited about? Yes. Oh. It might be slightly out of your price range, but it was really a nice looking place. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, then I'm going to have to end the show here so that I can go take a look at it because I was like not allowing myself to look at it, but now I got to go look at it. It's, It's a nice one. Uh, okay. So, um, yes, she's my friend, but she's also an amazing agent. And the reality is, um, you know, you go through your life and you meet tons of different people and loyalty and that kind of thing. And um, loyalty is important. However, it really does come down to having somebody that's going to be willing to take a risk, that knows the area, that is tenacious, that's a good negotiator, and that cares about you and what your story is. And I will just tell you that Brenda is that person for me and for many of the people that have used her. So thank you, Brenda. Thank you. Um, it's like you were once a sponsor or something. <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you to you. Thank you to Eric. And uh, I will be in Portugal for the next couple of weeks. However, don't worry. There will be new guests and new episodes for the next couple of weeks while I'm gone. So you'll look forward to that. All right. Have a great week, everyone. Stay connected. Stay connected.